We are back, and we are Video Nerds. I'm the Man Nerd. And I'm Stephen Shred. Hello, Stephen Shred. <laughs> now, we're going back into anime. So much anime. Yep, I got you hooked. Okay, tell us about this first one, man. All right, so today we're going to be talking about Hell's Paradise, which is a... Uh, it, I don't really want to say it flew under the radar because it's definitely one of the more popular of the spring anime, but definitely doesn't get the hype that it deserves. So we follow a uh, group of executioners. They bring in a group of criminals, some of the uh, most dangerous criminals they got. That are on basically death row. Yeah. Now the overarching story, not exactly who we're going to follow but basically there is an island that is said to have the elixir of life that grants you immortality and the shogun wants it so what does he do he sends these death row inmates with an executioner to go get it and uh the deal is that the executioners need to stick with the criminals and if the criminals uh, get out of line they kill them so these executioners are very, very well trained, and they are trained specifically to just kill you as quick as possible, just straight up murder, like beheading. And they yeah, are the best of the best. Beheading. Yeah, they are the best of the best. So our main focal point is Gabi Maru, who is a shinobi, a ninja. Now he is known as Gabi Maru the Hollow because he is seen as more of a monster, more of this like demonic entity. But he gets caught up with his, uh, with his village uh, chief. They end up framing him, or not framing him, they end up setting him up to get captured. Now Gabi Maru develops more human feelings when uh, the chief sets him up with his daughter. And uh, she starts bringing out more human feelings, you know, emotions, things that people don't associate with him. But now he's uh, locked up. They're trying to execute him. He just won't die. They try beheading him. They try lighting him on fire. They try hanging him. He just won't die. So he gets recruited for this. And he is our main focal point of this journey to this island that... I want to say it gives kind of the uh, Skull Island vibes. Like, yes, just everybody that goes to this island dies. Nobody has been able to return alive yet. When they do return, they're just sprouting flowers. These beautiful flowers everywhere from their body. Yeah, which is a crazy visual. Like, it looks insane. <laughs> so uh, you want to you take us through these first steps onto the island? All right. So first off... Let's do this, man. Oh, true. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I totally forgot. 
it's all good. Now that's all very, very intro stuff that you said. So we're good. Yeah. All right. So they get onto this island and they all split up all these convicts with their executioners and it starts to get kind of insane. And Gabi Maru is paired with, uh, is it Sigiri? I believe so. Yeah. Sigiri, who is a very talented executioner, uh, very good with her sword, but she lacks something and she doesn't know what it is yet, but she's not as strong as she feels like she can be. And all of her coworkers kind of see that and they just want her to basically just stop doing it and become a housewife. But of course, she's not having any of that. She knows what she's capable of. She wants to be like her father, who was just perfect at beheading, which is weird to say. Damn, perfect at beheading. That's what you want to be. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> the monsters on the island, they're kind of like uh, religious icons, but twisted. Would that be fair to say that? Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they make references to Buddhism, Taoism, like a lot of, um, like a lot of the religious, uh, what, what would be the word? Like, uh, themes of uh asia so we we see a lot of monk looking like things we see some buddha-esque stuff like there's it's very much a miss a mix of like uh all of the different asian religious beliefs yeah and they're just like these giant monsters some some monsters are small and really weird like was it a centipede with a bunch of fingers yeah, and then there's uh, butterflies with human faces. Yep, butterflies, human faces. So, very Skull Island. Very crazy as shit. And it these fights just get very gory. And you actually see Gabi Maru get hurt for the first time. Like in the introduction, he couldn't die. They could not kill him. Uh, Sagiri actually could have killed him. She was the only one that could have done it but he had to put his guard up because he didn't actually want to die he could have let her kill him but this island has these powerful beings and they don't know why all right i'm giving it up to you let's go to the next phase of this all right so we start getting introduced to our characters you know we have uh, a lot of <laughs> complicated names <laughs> very complicated names we have uh Gabi Maru, we have Sigiri, we have Nurugai, I believe. She's a small, probably young, like teenage woman, but the thing is, they think that she's a boy. <laughs> I, it escapes me who she's paired up with, but um, then we have uh, Shion, who is like the main head guy above uh, the one that she's with. We have some. <laughs> we have some, uh, what, what would be the word? Some treachery afoot. We have Toma, yes. who is an executioner. Turns out to be Chaboy's or Chabay's brother, who is the criminal that he's paired with. Uh, together, they figured out this plan on... Oh, I'm dumb. So we totally forgot to mention. The deal is, if the uh, inmate finds the elixir and delivers it to the shogun they're pardoned so they're no longer on death row they're no longer looking to get killed 
they uh, just walk away free. So the idea that the brothers had was, you know, one's already incarcerated. The other one poses as an executioner. They get the pardon. They walk away. Now, there are a lot of other players in here. But the one that runs into Gabi Maru is, I believe it's Yuzariha, who is also yeah. a shinobi. But she's from a little bit different of a village. They tend to use a uh, kind of Black Widow strategy. They use a lot of uh, sex appeal, a lot of seducing, and then they murder, which Gabi Maru knows is coming. So it spawns like one of the more comedic parts where she's trying to get like that. And he's just like, I have a wife. And he's just like, starts beating her up, basically. <laughs> I know what you are. Hell no. Yeah. So they end up be making a little alliance. Uh, I honestly thought she was gonna like uh, backstab him, but not what happens. They end up as a you know a little team because they figure out that the island is extremely dangerous, and if they're going to make it out alive, they need to work together. So as we continue, uh, there's a lot of other people. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of other people, but too many to go through. Yeah, one of them, one of the only other ones that we actually get seen, like we, we actually get the team up with, Gonta Susa. Oh, man. Rough name. Yeah, Gonta Suse. <laughs> there I it think. is. Yeah. Uh, very, very large man. His whole thing is that he lives by the sword, dies by the sword kind of deal. Wants to be the best. So these monsters that, you know, are immortal, like crazy beings, like all the stuff that we've, we have uh, never seen before, obviously, because they're on the island, this inescapable thing, he sees it as a challenge. So as we continue, we come to find Mai and Hoko, which... Hoko is like a big like tree person, kind of like Groot. <laughs> yeah, looks very reminiscent of Groot. Yeah, and Mai is a small girl. She's like, you know, like a child, like maybe like eight, ten. Yeah, and, pink hair, doesn't talk. Yeah. So he starts explaining kind of what's happening. So the island was inhabited by hermits and seen as like a... This kind of paradise thing that they were trying to create. They were called the Senen, I believe. But they were overruled by the Tensen. Now, the Tensen are the ones that actually have these immortal powers. The thing that they're basing all of this off of. The idea that the elixir is here because these Tensen are immortal and seemingly unkillable. So they became our main protagonist or antagonists because uh, they are not monsters in the sense of the, a lot of these are like more animalistic. They just kind of like see things they attack. The Tensen are fully uh, conscious beings. They're sentient. They're people. Yeah, humanoid. Yeah, they're they're very human. And uh, now they got to figure out a way to kill them because they uh, don't want to let them leave. They're intent on turning these people into their uh, fuel, basically, because we've come to find 
the reason they're able to stay like this, this immortal, all-powerful being, is they turn people into the elixir of life. Which is called Tan. Yep. But you have to keep on taking it. They have to keep on killing these people in order to keep themselves immortal. Yep, it is pretty gross. <laughs> now, towards the end of this, we get to the very cool part. You see these Tenzin have these abilities, these superhuman abilities. They're like way too OP. And these criminals, a lot of them are showing aspects of that. And even the Tenzin kind of see that and go, wow, they're very strong for humans. You come to find out it's a power called Tau. So it's basically the typical anime power up move. Every, it's in that world. That's what they use to have those abilities. And they these criminals have to figure out how to use that in order to fight these things. And they start to. And Gabi Maru does, uh, Sagiri does, pretty much everybody. But what was it? Yazuria that was the one that can pretty much use it right off the bat like that was something that she was trained for in her village yeah it was like reminiscent of something that she had trained so she was able to figure things out but she wasn't able to be extremely effective against them yeah but everybody else is basically powering up so it comes to a head towards the end of this season they come together and they kill one of these things they kill one of these immortal gods basically and you're like all right cool that's uh that's gonna be a cool thing to go into the next season there's more of these things all right all right and then you get that that drop that twist yep go into the <clears throat> twist man so uh Riha. I believe is how you say it. I don't I don't know actually. <laughs> Something like that. She starts talking to Sagiri because Gabi Maru talks a lot about his wife, a lot of the reason why the, the big reason why he wants to get pardoned is so he could be with his wife. So Yuzuriha starts questioning. Do you know if the wife exists? And Sagiri also mentions how Gabi Maru's chief was unkillable so they had seen him we we get a scene earlier in the season where he is stabbed with swords he has spears coming out of him he's got his head chopped up but he doesn't die and that's where gabi maru has the idea like this elixir thing does exist because the people in my village have it so user is like are you sure that was real because i know that there are people that specialize in illusions. So they make you believe you're seeing something because we are shown that Gabby Mara was a child when he was shown this. Yes. Just like you could fool children, you could fool people into seeing things and twisting their intentions because of what you show them to do what you want. So now we're questioning is Gabby Mario actually in like reality with all this stuff and then it becomes even worse because now he has amnesia and uh we now don't know if he's even been himself this entire time because he's seeming like his old self he's questioning the people he's with he doesn't know who they are and he's seeming a little more hollow yep the humanity's gone and you get a little glimpse of that 
when Mai looks at his aura, basically his Tau, and sees that half of the Tau on his head is gone. So that makes you think, oh, something happened with that, uh, with his, with his brain, with his memories from this fight. So that's why he's has amnesia, or maybe the stuff that was implanted was taken away. Who knows, man? Yeah, it is. It's wild, but that is where the season leaves us and i believe with the manga we only have one season left of this show so everything should end next season uh, what was your favorite aspect of this show what what did you like the most uh honestly i think my favorite part of this was being that i had just played bloodborne like what like a few weeks before we started this show and everything the big monster transformation that the Tenzin do. We only got to see one of oh, them. That's so cool. Well, yeah. technically we got to see it twice. But like when Gabby Maru fought it, I was just like, dude, this is like a Bloodborne fight because it's this big, weird looking monster making all this crazy noise. And like there's like two heads in it and like it yeah, just this big Flowers. monster. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, that's pretty badass. For me, it was actually, you might find this weird. It was all the characters, all the character development. Mm. I think they did that so well. I'm usually bored by that, but I was invested in every single past experience, every single fade out that they did and showed where all these people came from. And they did it a lot. And usually that's just filler, but it worked for me. I liked that a lot. Yeah, and they definitely made you care about these characters, which is always a very hard thing to do when you only have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of episodes. And man, every episode ended with a uh, cliffhanger. Every single damn one. Yep, they pulled the old Demon Slayer on us. Yes, they did. <laughs> All right, so let's get to rating, man. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. All right. I'm, uh, I'm going full D20 because I will watch this again and again. I know I will, and I can't wait for season two. This was a uh, banger. Yep, I'm going to have to agree with you because I don't think there was a single part of this that I really had any critique against, which is rare nope. because usually I have a critique about everything, but this just felt, knowing that it's like going to be a self-contained story to them just being on the island and maybe like a little bit of like them leaving after. If they leave. <laughs> yeah, knowing that this is what it's going to be, like, I, I thought it was perfect. That helps because it, a lot of shows, like, they start off really good and then they just go downhill. But we know that this is going to end, so that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and then a big thing with anime, too, which I think the only one that has successfully done it in, like, a long-standing show that I've seen, at least, is uh, Bleach, where you have this idea of you need to raise your power to a certain level to be able to compete. You can only do that so many times and keep it interesting. Cause like that is a huge thing in Dragon Ball. You know, you have Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. Every single time Goku needs to raise his power level up and keep on going further as a Super Saiyan. The Super Saiyan one, two, three, in some of the other stuff, four, there's Super Saiyan God, there's Super Saiyan Blue, there's like, Jesus. <laughs> it just gets so complicated because you, you've you already took in your character and raised them to a level that they weren't supposed to get to. Yeah. And now you got to do it again. Yeah, you do see that a lot. 
so it's like that's what i like about this one yeah because yeah. they use this power and it's like they're draining their own life force and that's why those tenzin have the tan because they drain their life force using this power they need that they need to basically drain the life force of others yeah and then it's like on top of that we know that they don't need to go further than this you know they raise their power level to compete with the tenzin and then we're good there's no like okay but next season we're gonna have something stronger and then the season after that it's gonna be stronger again and then the next season they're gonna flick you and you're gonna die so you gotta raise your power level to that like bleach did it really well because they kind of went around it in like a much different way which i won't get into because i know you're gonna eventually watch that yes but um yeah amazing show perfect season i think at least and uh definitely gonna rewatch it <laughs> yep for sure now let's get into our new little bit that we're doing for these animes all right the intro outro music how are you gonna rate these do you want to rate them as banger no banger yeah we could do that all right intro all right. absolute banger <laughs> absolute yep <laughs> it goes so hard and it's so like i don't know it, it gives like such like a a good feel good like fun vibe for <laughs> and it's badass yeah, a show yeah. that doesn't have that much like fun good vibes about it it's like it's fun to watch and everything but as far as the story goes it's not like good times like slice of life that it almost feels like but man outro is a little bit more you know low-key but i like it. outro is it's like classic anime the outro is softer you know just kind of like puts you at ease after watching all that <laughs> yep <laughs> it, I, I wouldn't say it's a banger but i also wouldn't say it's not i, I would say it, you know it was cool it's a good mix after the episodes being so heavy yeah brings you back down to reality yeah it's like all right brings you back up to reality from being down <laughs> <laughs> all right so until the next review which is going to be awesome hell yeah we'll see you next time See ya.